This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. All right. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, a podcast where I, a fanfic reader, uh, sit down and talk to fanfic writers, also readers, about all aspects of the world of fanfiction. From AVO to non-con, I'm very curious about that kind of thing, and I'm assuming if you're listening, you are too. Uh, just a general reminder, this is an 18-plus podcast. Um, we are not going to be gentle, so you kind of got to want to be here if you're here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Ren, and I absolutely love when Kylo Ren calls Ray Nima a good girl. And today I am here with my guest, Nikki. Um, I'm not going to get into who she is. I'm going to have her do that. So go ahead. Tell us who you are, whatever you're willing to share. You can share what you do outside of fan fiction if you want whatever you're open to talking to us about. Yeah, so um, I go by the name of Nikki. Um, I have been writing Raylo fan fiction for about two years. Um, I think right after um, The Rise of Skywalker came out, I feel like it was like August 2020. No, it was April 2020 when I really started writing. Um, but I became a Raylo before that, where I was just like, hmm, what's this all about? And I started like looking it up and I got in like a YouTube rabbit hole where I was like looking at theory videos and like, oh, other people think they should be together. And um, there's a lot of like art on Instagram that I was just like, couldn't stop scrolling the Raylo hashtag, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, ooh, okay. And I would feel like, I got this like funny feeling when I would look at it and I was like, this is very intriguing. And um, so then I, I found out about fan fiction through Instagram actually, because okay. someone linked this one fic that's um, controversial in the fandom. It's called fix your attitude. Have you read it? No. Okay. So that was like fix the first attitude. Raylo I fic I ever read. <laughs> I think it's a self insert where Kylo is not nice. Um, okay. And it's canon verse. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's controversial. I think and it, like, people have strong opinions on it, but I was, I was like, okay, this is interesting, you know, and I read the whole thing and then I was like, I want more. Um, and I didn't start writing until, um, I was just like laying with, I, I have kids and I was laying with one of my kids trying to get him to take a nap. And I was like, just pulled out my phone and started writing a fic. <laughs> like, yeah. my phone. <laughs> And it was mostly like as autobiographical um, and it ended up being like 12 chapters, uh, which is crazy because I don't write that much anymore. I'm, I'm mostly like a one shot or, you know, which will eventually roll into something else. But um, yeah, and I've, I've since taken it down because it's so personal. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize like people would read it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I joined like discords and writing groups um, to kind of get to understand like it was like this whole world of fan fiction that I like. I'm not like, uh, I know a lot of people have been in it for a long time. Like they used to read it in high school and stuff. Like I never even heard of it until like now, uh, the past couple of years. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know if I'm going on and on too much. Oh, no. This is great. (laughs) You've already like answered some questions that are like the early on ones. That's that's Uh, perfect. Oh, good. Um, Yeah. It's kind of my journey so far. Yeah. What was your, do you remember, like what's your, what's your first fix that you wrote? So that the you first... published that you published on AO3, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, this, it was this one that I kind of started writing on my phone while I was trying to make my son take a nap. And then um, it's called uh, What Comes After. And it essentially is a story of like 
um, you know, society is all about the happily ever after. And then you get married and like, that's supposed to be the end game or whatever. And then, Mm -hmm. but like, no one talks about how hard marriage is and, and whatnot. And there's something about Ray and Kylo. These characters are so uh, deceptively simple that you can project a lot onto them, but they have a lot of complexity as well. So they're just like the perfect vehicle for me to express this story that I didn't even know was inside of me. Mm -hmm. Um, So essentially it's about their marriage, it's super smutty um (laughs) but in kind of like their marriage has kind of the romance has faded so it's ray reflecting back on their when they first started dating um and and just like their dating adventures and it's set in new york city um but like i said it was super autobiographical and i had to take it down one day i will rewrite it and um make it less obvious that if someone that knew me read it wasn't like oh my god this is like your life story (laughs) (laughs) right stop (laughs) but that's, yeah and that's fun. yeah yeah um I okay so I when I was looking at your your um works the the ones that you have um just trying to I, I was trying to remember like where I started with your stories in particular yeah. and I think the first one that I read was um I'm gonna try to pull it up because I cannot remember I think it's join meeting <laughs> that was probably like my first one after that okay so like yeah so that's technically like the first available <laughs> yeah 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 okay so that one I I remember reading that one first but I think the one that I other than first order Atelier which is like <laughs> bless that fic thank you um because <laughs> I I freaking love that one I love a chonky fic it was like the best like so good <laughs> um thank you so much yeah other than that one it was the uh the omega how do you say that dualitatum yeah yeah um that was the one i think i read because i was slowly sort of getting into avo and i yeah yes um because it's so fascinating i just ah and so um I read that one and I was like, this is interesting. So on that topic, if you don't mind, um, what got you into writing, I guess, ABO specifically? Like what brought on that one? I guess, was that your first ABO fic or? Yeah, it was my first. It's my only so far. And I was intimidated, right? Because it's this like, there's a lot of rules. So And I was just like, I want to do it right. So I like read a, a couple, I, I had read ABO before and I can't remember, honestly, like if you ask me to name something I like, I'm like, I don't know what I like. I don't remember anything I've ever liked in my entire life. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've read a, I had read a couple at that point and I always found it kind of intriguing because, you know, I'm of like, um, before I ever entered a fandom, like I was a Twilight fan. I was a True Blood fan. Hey. Like, I'm really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really into like the supernatural stuff. So it felt like. Mm-hmm familiar to me but it was so intriguing like what is this you know and um and there were a lot of fics I'd read that I'd loved so I kind of read them just for like the um the world the the rules of the world of ABO yeah and I was I did some research on like um there's actually like if you google it there's like fan-made encyclopedias that talk about like mating and scenting and glands and all these like technical things (laughs) and it was intimidating but then once you kind of establish whatever your um universe is going to be it's actually very freeing because certain things have to happen right like 
they have to smell each other. So then right. all you have to do is write, how do they smell each other? Um, they're, they're, they're Ray and Kylo. So they're going to be a Ray and Ben. Sorry. I don't know. I keep calling him Kylo. Um, it's Ben Solo. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they're going to fall in love. So do they want to fall in love? Is it they're not supposed to? And one, and I wish I could remember the name of the fic, but there was this one fic where it was an out, they were in an elevator and they're not supposed to be together. And, um, Ray goes into heat and the elevator stops and they're stuck together and it's like this we can't we can't and they're like fighting I feel like I've read that it's so yeah. good yeah it, and yeah if we can figure out maybe um I'll ask at what Raylo fic which one that was it's the tension and they're like we're we can't do this but our, our biology is forcing us yeah like, that's what I tried to capture in my fic um there's a scene in Omega where um Ray's like I can't be with them I'm gonna break up with them like they're better off without me <laughs> and then, like she runs <laughs> and you're yes. not supposed to run <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> because they like like turn something on in their brain where they have to hunt her mm-hmm. and I really love that like um you know and, and I try to like not to like not that my fix overly deep because it's basically porn right it's not like <laughs> right great American novel but like I tried to put in like you know people fighting like biology and destiny and like what they really want like do I want them because they smell good and they're like my soulmate or whatever or because like you know and like how do we overcome the odds that um are keeping us apart to be together because this is our destiny or whatever so and then like Ray fighting it and being like omegas are treated like shit like <laughs> you know like we don't have good health care and like we're reduced to like being like an animal essentially and we can't like choose who we fall in love with so she had that kind of chip on her shoulder um so I tried to like incorporate that into her story too so so like I said like once you figure out what your rules are or what the like the world building or like the society that your characters are in it's actually like very freeing it frees you up to like explore all these really cool themes mm-hmm. so I don't know if I answered your question or if I just no no yeah <laughs> no like literally you can talk as much as you want I'm fascinated so um so, so yeah so yeah I do realize that in a lot of the ABO that I've read you're right there are like the same ground rules across the board it's just how you choose to tell that story and it's it's fun because for me as a reader um no one is the same despite the elements being the same yeah in the first episode that i recorded um she uh, my guest was wanting to read avia but she's just like i kind of feel like it's all (laughs) it's all the same like once they get to like the 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 heat sex part it just sort of just becomes about that and is there one where it's like not about that all the time after and i was like i feel like there are you just kind of got to find them but describing it that way what you said makes more sense so maybe i'll kind of like relay that information so that she can give like a second chance <laughs> like, right just, well there's just there's two things them. there i i don't like fic if it doesn't have a lot of sex like because i'm just here for one thing and one thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah like that's like the because that's we don't get that in mainstream media it's very sanitized or very like you know not not um as important and uh, romance and movies is suffering so like fanfic really delivers on that in like yeah. a very freeing like sex positive way in a way like no other part of society has given me that <laughs> so it's been really like uh, validating and, and awesome to be a part of it um, especially the community around it that is so um, affirming and sex positive and mm-hmm. uh, 
so that's one part of it um, for me at least. So that might temper my answer. But um, what was what was the one the major reservation? Can you just repeat it again? Um, oh, uh, they she, were oh like it's the same thing over and over. Well, well, no, she wanted like that. It only becomes about like the mating part of it. She kind of likes the sort more of a story and more of like mm-hmm. I guess outside of the abo but i think a lot of that she what of what she reads is so heavily centered around that that it kind of turns her off a little bit right like "Eh." yeah i I mean i kind of feel like that's um what most of it is but i know i've read a few where it's still like that conflict or the angst and stuff i just can't remember any of those titles so like maybe someone out there listening could recommend she asked her recommendation so again if anyone listening has any recommendations okay so yeah they might like um my my one of my favorite authors um anonymous penguin is writing a very interesting take on that concept where they're like half mated but they weren't supposed to and like you know and it's like the the biting has happened but you know it's complicated and I don't want to like spoil it too much but yeah I think it's a very fresh take on it so that might be interesting is it the a mega experience. experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah. one. it's so good um so, good. so i see that most of what you write is um like e-rated stuff is that you like where you're, you're you feel most at home you said you like yeah. to write about a lot of sex or you like to read about a lot of sex so i'm assuming you equally like yeah. to write about most of it, a lot of it too i like to read it and i like to write it i don't know i guess i've written like I don't know. Have I written anything that's not super smutty? I don't think I have. I've written like some T-rated drabbles. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know why. I guess it's like an outlet for me. Um, and I also use it to process things that I'm going through personally. And I, mm-hmm. I think of it as like Ray and Ben are the dolls that I use to act out what I'm dealing with in my head. And sometimes they can say things that I can't. Oh, um, or I'm able to somehow articulate myself through these characters in a way I never could in my real life. Like, I don't know the words to say to, like, my husband or, you know, my friends. But when I'm speaking through them, they somehow know what to say. And it's, yeah. it's I sometimes don't realize that I'm processing something or that, like, the story or the themes that I'm exploring were personal until, like, after the fact. I was like, oh, mm. I was working something out. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm like, I, I do that with um, Dungeons and Dragons. So it's like, of course, other people have other ways to do that. So um, that's that's so interesting. I, I mean, I guess hearing about it from that perspective sort of makes the reading experience. So like if anyone does read your work a little bit more personal, um, which is which is lovely. Um, so <clears throat> what would you consider is like your favorite like theme to write about? Like how some people like like to write ABO, some people like to write non-con. Um, mm-hmm. I I read a lot of Malrev, and so I'm I'm so anxious. I, I mean, like, I want to talk to them so bad. I want to know like <laughs> what what headspace are you in to write? It's so dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like and I've, yeah, <laughs> I've written like it's funny. Like I don't think of my dark fix as being that dark. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm probably like boring to people that are really into dark fic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like even just exploring like when they're not nice to each other or when they say horrible things to each other and like I don't know like um like was the question like what headspace are you in when you're writing oh, well, like um, or... like what uh what is your I guess more comfort uh theme oh. to write yeah 
I guess I like to write about self-doubt and the characters thinking that the other person doesn't want them or Mm. like, you know, or like them trying to find each other and maybe there's an like a huge obstacle. And so like power imbalance is probably the biggest trope that I write. So you'll have like age difference or professor student or um I, I even like the older Ray Fick um, window where she's older than him mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, he's 18, but he's still in high school. Um, those kind of like power imbalance, I think it sets up like really interesting conflicts. Um, so that's t- tends to be what I, I'm drawn to um, and like secret relationships or we shouldn't relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the so tension good. and the, the yeah. yearning. <laughs> And I like reading it. So that's great. It's (laughs) It's, fun for some reason. (laughs) It is. It really is. Um, I, I don't know. And maybe it's just because I'm perpetually single and that's fine. It's like, it's my choice, but um, I I like reading a a lot of the fix that like my, I, I, my favorite authors, you are included in one of those. Um, I like reading them because it's just like, I know this is dumb to expect my relationships to be this way, but it's like it kind of gives like a weird guideline for things that I like. <laughs> like it's helped me discover a lot of the things about myself that I like. Aww. And so yeah. it's just like, okay, like now I know like this is something that I'm into. Like so maybe I'd have to find someone that's into this. Or like I've had this conversation before with someone and I know that it made me feel X, Y, and Z when it happened. So it's like a processing as a reader too. Mm-hmm. Um so I I yeah, I totally, I love, like, your centered genre of writing because it does feel a lot more personal a lot of the time. Um, sorry, listeners. It's, like, I am I consider <laughs> Nikki someone that I, like, <laughs> as, like, a weird friend. So I'm, like, <laughs> maybe I'm a little biased. But <laughs> What's funny, um, like, I've been a fan of you for a while. Like, <laughs> like outside of fandom, I, always, I think I followed your Instagram, like, a long time ago. So I, and, like, all your cool fashion stuff and, like, and then your store. So, like, I feel like I've been, like, it was, it was, like, such an honor when I found out that you like my writing. Because I was like, well, I like you already. <laughs> ah! so. <laughs> like yeah, mutual like, admiration finding out like who writes what and i'm just like oh my god you follow me and you like my stuff <laughs> look i like your stuff so like it's stop. like a, it's like raylo has always been like a 24 7 like love festival for me mm-hmm. i not well not oh, like there's exceptions i've had drama i've had people that don't like me for whatever reason you know i'm not like it's not all like utopia yeah but, like, in general i found like the part that you were talking about, like reading something, you're like, oh, other people feel this way or like discovering things about yourself that you weren't previously aware of. Oh my God. Like I'm a different person than I was like yeah. before I found this community. And it was like stuff that I like was ashamed of or like I hadn't admitted right. to myself. Um, you know, I feel like I've I've actually like discovered my sexuality in a way that like I was afraid yes. to explore and like everything is so normalized and like there's no shame going on. It's like, it's so nice because a lot of us live in like I don't know about you but like where I live is very like uh closed-minded my family is very close-minded so like Mm -hmm. I just kind of grew up in this like repressed Catholic environment (laughs) so like you know even though we don't go to church like we we just saved the guilt and repression for funsies um (laughs) because why not um so yeah like just just oh my god there's like I'm not a weirdo and like like other people like 
share this with their families or their husbands or like their coworkers. Like they write smut and it's not like this like taboo thing. And, you know, so yeah. it's, it's been really nice and healing and cathartic and, I bet. Yeah. It's yeah. so I'm I'm in a weird I'm in a different boat when it comes to um to to Raylo because at first I was definitely like I was like, eh, like I'd be happy either way. Like either they get together <laughs> or they don't. Um standard Star Wars formula dictated that they were probably going to anyway, but I was like, I kind of just want to see what happens if they don't. And right. then um <laughs> uh what's the the last jedi happened and i was like oh okay <laughs> it's like I i'm i'm on board now <laughs> how do i get more into this and so um yeah then that's kind of where the fanfic sort of like went full force and like finding all this different stuff and it's just been i've i wouldn't say i've been like a secret Raylo. i've been definitely a very out loud kylo ren ben solo fan mm-hmm. but i never really talked about the relationship aspect of it until i got into fan fiction yeah. and then when i realized that there's like a whole community on twitter that's like screaming about it i'm like <laughs> i am at home now because like instagram's a different place than twitter like instagram oh, yeah. you can't really there's not really like the community aspect of it especially with fan fiction too um and so with my with my personal shop twitter i was like oh there's like there's people over here and they're all into it too cool now i can sort of do the things that i want to do which is how like making the fanfic stuff kind of came into play because it's like yeah. something that i wanted to do but i'm like is there really a community for it apparently there is it's just on yeah. twitter <laughs> so we've all been here the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah no, Inst- instagram is very much like it's like a cult of personality where you're like representing yourself as like a persona mm-hmm. and like put like, i um i got like roped into like multi-level marketing and that was like the main thing like you have to be on Instagram and don't sell just portray yourself living this fabulous life because of the things you're selling and it felt so inauthentic and hollow and like you know it was it was positioned as this community but it really was just about like making money and like taking advantage of people you know and it was just really like this is what I wanted you know you guys said there would be (laughs) snacks and friends um (laughs) you know like I don't want to pretend that I'm really like enjoying this these products make Willow so much better like that was so empty and then um when I joined Raylo Twitter it was like it's it's a gift economy like fan fiction like people gift each other fic and art it's uh, a supportive community where everyone teaches each other things Mm -hmm. um there's no expectation of like transactional kind of behavior necessarily which is so different from every other (laughs) thing I've ever been a part of um so yeah it's like I didn't know what to make of it at first I was like oh you're not like selling anything you don't want me to buy anything and you don't like care if I you know and like I buy stuff still like you know like I but I'm supporting artists and creators and like Mm-hmm. you know it's different to me um but yeah it's uh it's just been like really awesome I, I I think I've been searching for belonging like my whole life and like looking for it in different places like I looked for it in religion I looked for it in these weird multi-level marketing groups that pop up in the suburbs you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah um you know like places where like people try to get together and I just never really connected to anything until now and this is just like god I hope this lasts because it's so special 
and like I can't imagine my life without it and I'm a completely different person because of it so sorry to get all deep there oh yeah no I honestly feel like as long as we're being fed like (laughs) Adam Driver's doing really good out there in these streets with like giving us content so I I feel like as long as Adam's giving us something like Raylos will find a way to make it work and I that's kind of what I love about it it's It's like so powerful it's like we understand he has a wife and he has a family but like we're still I liken it to almost like being a Harry Potter fan where it's just like you're you're trying to like grasp at whatever straws you can to make keep the fandom alive even though it still is technically going but like with Star Wars or maybe even like Twilight maybe it's a Twilight thing um but like whatever we can get we're just like yes give it to me like (laughs) we turn every photo into a Raylo thing and I'm I'm just like I'm fine with it I was so happy when like the video of the Halcyon stuff came out and everyone's like let me make this better and I'm like yes yes fanfic writers make it better I have my phone ready I want to read it all (laughs) so I I think I think Raylo the Raylo fandom is so strong that it's going to be going for a while and if we get like it's not like Kylo Ren's not a character anymore. Obviously, he's still a right. character, so they're gonna bring him back to some capacity all the time. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, I know we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> like we just got that um, the Star Wars issue twenty five comic that um, Will Sliney and Charles Sewell um, are putting out as part the of Kylo like, the Ren, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like one of the the stories. So we're gonna just make magic with that i can't wait (laughs) i can't wait um so you were you you said earlier that you're a part of like um i guess like discords and like writing groups uh when you're sitting down to write do you oftentimes go there for um generalized support and ideas or i'm i'm i see that on twitter that you guys always also have like prompts and like right now is spirit week which is like fantastic thank you i didn't oh, know yeah. tech i did not know text fix existed on twitter i felt so old i was like <gasps> oh my god i'm missing out on text fix <laughs> like, they're so fun <laughs> so I, I, yeah yeah first order atelier was is the only one i've done because they're so freaking hard like they are very like, yeah i don't i major props to the people that just just process them out like constantly I find it very (laughs) unwieldy and hard to manage but it's um you know all the screenshots like making sure they're all like you know in the right order and stuff but um yeah no they're so fun um I remember reading like um Vivi Wright's uh, burner phone was like one of the first ones yeah I I was like this is freaking awesome yeah burner phone was like i remember burner phone but i didn't realize that there was i i had seen the text fix go up on ao3 i didn't right. know that people exclusively made some for twitter so yeah. i'm just like i feel like i missed out on so many stories so now i'm just like eating up spirit week but um do yeah so do you tend to um do like the writing groups to get your ideas or what's your writing process i guess is where i'm where i'm yeah. going feel free to tailspin on that I'm really interested sure. so early on I had joined the writing den because I was like I'm new to this whole fan fiction thing and I'm a big nerd when I'm trying to learn something new I'm like a student I will study it I will like do research I will Pinterest I will like, do yeah. all the things to like learn as much as I can about a topic and I felt like 
this is like something I had to learn and like fan fiction like fandom is such a subculture that like I think unless you're in it like most general people don't know it even exists and so like I came into this world like two years ago I was like whoa like let me learn the rules so I don't piss anyone off or like do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. and um I somehow I think I joined a rise of Skywalker therapy group on Facebook and there was a really nice person in there that invited me to this huge writing discord called the writing den there's a ton of people in there i'm not in it anymore i I left i left a lot of discords for personal reasons like last year but um it was so instrumental in getting me started i found beta readers um that read like i would be online at two in the morning because i have insomnia like writing like is anyone afraid of beta like like join meeting that's how i found a beta for that (laughs) this person i haven't talked to since but they're so friendly and so helpful and there's like I don't even know how many people are in that group, but yeah, they really helped me. And then they started doing like writing challenges or um, like collections or events. So I would sign up for the events and it would like pressure me to like get fixed done by a certain time. So then once, um, once I had done a couple events and then there was like one period where I did like four events in a row and I got like burnt out on them because of the deadlines and like the pressure. I was like, you know what? I think I know how to do this fanfic thing now. I'm going to stop doing events and like just yeah. focus on my, like whatever I feel like writing. So that was really freeing. Like it, it really got me in the habit of writing and like um, publishing. Uh, so I'm eternally grateful for those experiences and all the cool people that I met in there. Um, you know, some of which are I'm still good friends with, which is awesome. So that was my writing process when I first started. Now I pretty much... I can only write when I'm like super inspired or like, I feel like, um, I say this a lot. I feel like I'm a conduit for like a horny spirit and I'm not writing it. It's like the (laughs) spirit telling me what to say. It's like speaking in my mind and I'm just typing (laughs) and like, (laughs) it's not effort. I'm not like planning anything. It just pours out of me. And that to me is like the ultimate experience and what I love about writing. I, it's hard when it's hard. And like, I know I want to finish something and I'm like, it's just not coming to me. And I'm in a period right now. And I've just come to accept that there's ebbs and flows of when I'm feeling like creative and inspired and I can't force it. And you'll see like people, other people go through this too, which made me feel normal, which is like, I want to write, but I can't. Or I'm like, yeah, it's just not coming. So like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to go watch TV. Like I've watched a lot of TV. I watched like all of Euphoria in like four days, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I'll just like do other stuff. And then I'm like, it'll come back to me. Um, but in terms of um, instead of going to groups now, I'll talk to a couple close friends um, and I'll like noodle on an idea or I'll like I'll look at a prompt. I'm like, ooh, and I'll just start talking to them. And like we're talking about Ben and Ray as if they're real people and like what they would do in that situation. And that's really mm-hmm. fun. And we'll kind of riff off each other and improv. And then um, I'll just copy paste the conversation <laughs> into a doc and like make an outline. Um, and something I do now that I didn't used to do is I think about like character motivations and like why do they love each other? Like, because like it used to be like oh well, they're just Ray and Ray and Ben like they're gonna fuck like that's the point of this story it's like how do I right. fuck? like what's like the <laughs> like what what do I need to do to get them into bed or whatever structure they're gonna have sex on um you know and that's sometimes that's how I still write like that was plans like I don't know if you read plans but um I was just like I just saw like a cool pornography video and I was like that would be a great fic <laughs> I just started writing it but then it turned into like an actual story because I was like talking to a friend about it and 
I was like, what if they did this? And a friend would tell me like what they thought. And it just um, kind of got carried away. So it ended up being like way more chapters than I thought. But that's like what I love about it is like I can talk to my friends or other writers and um, like the story just grabs a hold of me. So you'll see like in my author notes, where I'm like, thank you for letting me talk about these characters <laughs> like mm-hmm. nonstop and like think about their motivations and why they why they would do something or why they wouldn't do something or how do I if I get stuck I can be like I need them to do the thing but I don't know how to get them there and I'll like ask someone for advice so that's okay. probably more thought than I've ever put into writing like when I first started it was just like <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> and do you find that when you're in those writing ruts um that one shots are a little bit easier to get out than like your multi-chapter fix right yeah I'm actually doing that right now I am well I did it so I started writing um bittersweet which is like an older Ray um sugar baby frat boy Ben which I love them so much I'm waiting for you to finish it so then I'll read it I want to read it (laughs) no that's fine because I'm taking my time because it's another one of those examples where I realize like oh I'm using this fic to like deal with something personal and um I'll just tell you what it is it's um abandonment issues and fear of intimacy is like the the core conflict in Ray which is my core conflict and that's why I love Ray so much because I relate to her and I know like a lot of people relate to Ben more or he's like more popular as a character just in Mm -hmm. fandom in general but I really relate to Ray and like Ray being left and like what that does to a person and then the fear of intimacy of like if I get close to this person they're going to leave me so Mm -hmm. in bittersweet Ray is gonna pay Ben to be her sugar baby because that means it's not complicated because I'm paying him he can't leave or if he does leave it doesn't matter it was just a transaction ha 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 right. <laughs> it's not gonna work out for her at all <laughs> you know but, yeah but it's like it was like I didn't set out to explore that topic or like make it so personal but that's why it's taking me a long time to write because it's so personal so then I wrote smug like somewhere in between which I loved I loved <laughs> that <you. laughs> Which was like, I just saw this, like, and I don't know if you say GIF or, or GIF, so please don't judge me because I say GIF. <laughs> I think just... I say GIF, but I really don't care. That's not an okay. argument where I'm like. You know, some people are like very passionate and I, yeah. I understand if you don't like it. But um, okay, so it's like of Adam, like at a girl, it was like an extra from season two of Girls where he's got like floppy hair and the mustache and beard and he's like chewing on his fingernails and like fidgeting with his mouth and he there's this one frame I think it was like um Empress Ray on Twitter had captured where he's just like biting his nails and like staring across the table at someone and he just looks like a little shit yeah <laughs> he just has this like look in his eyes like he's fucking with somebody or like teasing someone and I was like that's your best friend's older brother like flirting with you across the dinner table and it just like <laughs> grabbed a hold of me because it's yeah. one of my favorite tropes <laughs> <laughs> just like chokehold and I was like I gotta write it and that's the best thing ever is like when it just like the fic writes you <laughs> like yeah. I didn't have to even try and it just like you know and it was it the most polished well-developed story I've ever written no like sometimes it's okay to just like we, um my friend Dot Carrots calls it um uh write and yeet <laughs> or like shitty yeet fic like it's not like supposed to be Shakespeare it's okay yeah and it is like a good creative exercise to just like get that out of your system so that's okay. so cool 
Um, oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, I know. And it's funny because I see gifts all the time too of Adam and or like characters he's played. And like, even though I've seen where it's from, I do. I'm always like, yeah, yes, I totally can see how that could be. Like, <laughs> I think the the one that I remember just like the most was the um, is it Cans Cans whatever photo shoot the the one where he's in on the couch with his legs up and there's like that <laughs> painting of the the cheetah or whatever behind yeah. him and Ugh. I'm like this is the Daddy Dom vibes <laughs> if I've ever seen them the like lick my shoe <laughs> and. Uh, and so it's like it's funny that we we like can see gifts and images of just him or like characters he's played and we're just like gotta get the writing out even though i don't write yeah. i just think about it and i'm just like all right bye <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah and you, you don't even have to be a writer you could just put that prompt out and then someone else will take it and run with yeah. it and that's like what i love about our community is just like the brain the the single brain cell and like the hive mind and like how we just like all jump on things and start making things out of it whether yeah. it's like fix or art or um video edits or manips or whatever um it's so cool and like that's his power like all this man has to do is like look in a certain direction and yeah suddenly he's a mafia guy but he wants to get out <laughs> and he meets a plucky waitress yes. who saves him from a gunshot wound you know and it's just like <laughs> i'm absolutely waiting for burberry runway show fix to come out because the way that we were going absolutely feral over those like yeah blurry photos of him looking just bored but like it was hot yeah we're like yes that's you know what to do with crumbs okay like yeah a a whole casserole out of those crumbs we make a feast (laughs) and it's always the fun and i think that's like where you guys write i guess i do my shop stuff with it because like i'm i do you know like um I'm doing Sackleriversary next month, which is just like so celebrating excited. Adam Sack. Yeah, I'm like I, I wanted to do a lot more for it, but I'm just like my brain is just so full of <laughs> ideas right now that the only things I can do are just like these four little cutesy little designs, and you get them in like Easter eggs because it's it's Easter next month. So it's like here oh you go, gosh. little little Easter eggs full of Adam stuff. Um, and, and then like I do every November, I do his birthday month, and that's just that's a crazy event i think i did last year i had to extend it to december because so much stuff came out he gave us so much last year i know (laughs) right at the end of the year and i'm like oh my god adam please with house of gucci at the end of november that means i have to do this into december because i have to see the movie (laughs) and then i have to design things and i have to order things you bastard I know that's how me and Lala felt like with the podcast was like we couldn't keep up with all like I know we're not like journalists or whatever but we felt right. like, like people want to hear like us talk about everything you know that's going on so we we're like yeah. furiously taking notes and, like, well, saving like, articles the good thing about your guys's pod is that it sounds like you're also going through his backlog of films and stuff too so every time you guys post about like a movie you're watching I'm like good luck like with silence <laughs> I was like oh my god you're watching silence <laughs> have have a snack between get some water stay hydrated <laughs> oh i think they might be thinking of the adam and andy podcast is that who you're thinking are they, of? Doing... they watch movies yeah oh they just, do okay we just you talk guys about just... his dick we don't really oh okay <laughs> my bad it's okay I, yeah <laughs> i was like yeah every time they watch a movie i'm like oh wow you guys are getting in it but like yeah um, yeah that's dedication yeah we uh we just kind of what do we do we do thirst tweets and 
I mean, it's all, it's fine. Head cannons, yeah. 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 <laughs> Non-sensory. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it, I love all of your designs, by the way. I think you're a really great Thank you. <laughs> designer and artist. And I love the stickers that you created uh, for First Order Atelier. That was like emotional for me i'm like i'm gonna treasure these my children will inherit them and go mom what the fuck is this it's like, like is faded this? faded stickers that don't stick on anything of like a dildo what is this like, maybe like that 20, generation 22. will be like way more open yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah that 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 fic was was such a fun read to me and i like anything that makes me think of like like I don't read or watch anything and automatically I'm always just like I'm watching this or reading this to create something but I like when I read something and I'm like in my head I can see what this product might look like or like I can mm-hmm. see like what this would be and like I don't know I was just like what if I just like reached out and asked her if I can like do this thing for the <laughs> I was like so excited. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" It was, it was, yeah. It's, it's fun. And like, it's funny because like the more I was looking back on, like yours and um, Liz, um, your guys's fix, I was like, I've read more than I thought I did. I've only (laughs) just now realized that like there's like there's always just the one that one that i read or i'm like oh this is fantastic like they've, they're all good but like there's always that one and i'm like well let me go back and look and it's like well i read that one i read that one i read that one <laughs> and it's just it's it's so it's such a fun i'm i don't know you guys are amazing um <laughs> cannot i love talking about fan fiction it's just me too yeah and I, like i just wanted to have a space where people could just come on and talk because it's like I guess getting into the next topic, it's like uh, fan fiction has such like a connotation when you like you say it to people that aren't in it, and um, I don't know. Some people are really nasty about it, and I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I, um, to be our, them. Our, yeah, yes. Also, sucks to suck, but Arzu <laughs> <laughs> made a really good point where she was like, yeah, I told people I write fan fiction, and. I tell them what it's about. It's like Star Wars fan fiction. They get weird. But if you just tell them, oh, I'm writing a sci-fi novel, they'd be like, oh. And it's like, well, it's the same thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's transformative fiction, you know? Yeah. But, uh, and and I, I love the respect that we have for ourselves because we don't get it, like, <laughs> outside. Um, right. But, yeah, when I when I told, I told, like, my best friend, um, I was like, oh, I'm writing Star Wars fan fiction. And like her eyes glazed over and she was like not interested. I'm like, it's cool. You, If you asked me about it, I probably wouldn't want to tell you much more anyway. And then I told <laughs> one of my other friends who's like super sweet. I was like, oh, I write like fan fiction. She's like, can I read it? And I was like, no. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Next question. Change the subject. Like, <laughs> So now I'm like really cautious. Like I didn't even tell like people that I write because I don't want them to ask like what yeah. it is. I um, understand. Yeah, and even like my husband's like, I don't, I don't need to read it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you can. Like I was gonna give him, um, carve it into your heart, which is pretty mm-hmm. tame, a uh, sweet story, but uh, that I wrote with my uh, my writing partner and beta extraordinaire, um, Sunshine Daisies, aka Melly. Um, but yeah, it's okay. Like I have so much validation within this community that like right. I don't need my real life. <laughs> friends and family to know about it (laughs) so i guess um 
jumping over to, I guess, from a reader perspective, uh, from you, um, what do you what do you tend to gravitate towards when you're like reading, not writing? Do you find that it's the same as what you write, or do you like to read different things? I think it's pretty much the same. Like I'm pretty, my interests are pretty narrow, but um, I always like when I read something like I wasn't interested in, and I end up loving it. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like, like for example, like T-rated fics, I tend to avoid. Um, but I've I've read some really amazing T-rated fics that are like super emotional. Um, usually, if there's like a Twitter thread, even if it's not like an official text fic, like a lot of people will just go off and start writing a fic. On Twitter. Yeah, I'll get sucked into those. Um, I don't read a lot of super long fics because I don't have a lot of like um, uninterrupted quiet time. Yeah. Um, so I t- and I haven't. I hate to admit it, I haven't read a book in a really long time. Mostly because any like, same. I have I yeah. buy them. I buy them. I buy my them. TBR yeah. list is huge. But I'm like, mm, I'd rather just sit on my phone. I'm like, read. one day I will have read all twenty eight thousand Raylo fix and then I can finish the books that I right. bought. <laughs> yeah. Which will never happen because they're just gonna continue to grow. But um yeah, like I bought the level hypothesis. I haven't read it. Sorry, Allie. Um, but I'll continue I'll buy everything Raylo's published and I'll do my little Raylo shelf and I'll be super proud and I mean, maybe if I go on vacation I'll grab one and like I have a bunch of fix in my Kindle but yeah like there's fan fiction there's fan yeah. fiction <laughs> it's too much <laughs> there's it's it is it is quite a lot um yeah. are there any topics that you are like just like hard nose about with reading <sighs> I don't really like and writing first. too yeah yeah well, I don't yeah, me same I don't either <laughs> I don't dislike it but I feel like I love modern AUs. I love Same. seeing them in different situations. And that's just like, um, it feels like this romantic comedy gap that I feel like in like, there isn't really a lot of great romantic comedies out there right now. Um, like I said, it, this, the um, sex scenes in movies have dwindled. Like, um, uh, and I, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, like I agree with you on that. And then the ones that are supposed to sort of tap into that, like the Wattpad original movies, uh, are just not good. Like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry to anyone who has a Wattpad story that got made into a movie, <laughs> it's not your fault, but because I'm sure well, the writing was good, but, but like, well, here's the problem with like any kind of like, I guess, published media or entertainment that is like involved with capitalism is is that decisions have to be made to make right. it palatable for like a general audience and to make money so like that's um you know that's where like you get crushed a little bit and I, i'm assuming like the originals were probably freer and, and less restrained right. um so the end product is kind of like me you know which you know and um one of my twitter buddies amy said you know like fanfic gives you like the stories of traditional published media like Mm -hmm. and the the storytelling but the smut that you won't get in like a regular book you know and like it's like the best of both worlds so um that's why it's really fun but yeah i don't and i don't know like i don't i don't need smut just for the sake of smut like if it's all about like insert part a into part b or whatever like you know like I like when it advances the characters' emotions and it's part mm. of the, the character's uh, trajectory or growth or lack thereof. Why, why are they having sex? What are they using it to avoid? 
uh, or what does it mean that they are having sex when they weren't before or did they have it was like a fast burn where they had sex and now they're breaking up and like how are they going to get back together you know so it's just like it's just a part of the human experience that I think is important and then when it gets like either completely like like I watch like there's some shows I'll watch with my husband I'm not as interested in if there's not not a hot character or nobody kisses I'm like I'm out (laughs) fair boring that's fair yeah um or if the hot character dies or like doesn't kiss anybody like what is the point of that what a waste and as much as i love like i'm a huge movie buff so i I tend to watch a lot of movies regardless of genre but like Mm -hmm. i I think that's how i feel about tv shows because tv shows i'm like if i'm gonna invest like all my time in watching eight seasons of something (laughs) like there's no kissing there's no like nothing <laughs> like boring. like so i can't boring. like that's why i like to rewatch things that i've seen like i'm rewatching vampire diaries because i know oh how God. this ends and i love watching the slow burn again of damon and yeah. elena like every so time good. and it's spicy <laughs> enough like yes it's fine right like it's, it yes. like doesn't dina dina demon <laughs> delena has such chemistry like mm. oh my god and like yeah like Stefan who I was like team Damon all the way <laughs> hate Stefan I do not like him I, uh, I used to and like by the last season I was like bro okay I'm so done with you but yeah um but yeah no I love that show I, I might watch it again I think I was telling you that the other day like yeah it so it's good. it's fun I'm loving like when you watch it as an adult too like like I'm in my 30s you're watching it in that age and you're coming from like the world of fan fiction it's so much more enjoyable because like when you're like yeah like when you're because I watched it when I was a teenager like old enough but still Mm -hmm. where like you still are just like oh this is this is romantic but like like you're not aware of toxic toxic things and like things that aren't like like klaus you're not supposed to like klaus when you're a teenager but me right. as a 32 year old i'm like, like i yes. love murder vampire boyfriend i want so him problematic to, like, yeah problematic <laughs> he can kill anyone i'm just i'm still on board great and i think that's and i think honestly think like being a fanfic reader sort of helps with that because you're just like ah oh, yes I'm attracted to this in the fiction and there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. It's never going to be real. I don't have to worry about it, but like I'm watching this and I love it. <laughs> it's, it's just like, I read there was like a perfect tweet that I should, should like print out. It was something like fantasies aren't real life. And like, sometimes like the darkest things like can be like the biggest bonery. Like it's something yeah. like so twisted or you're just like, this is weird. Why do I like this? Or like mm-hmm. this better not awaken anything in me. And it doesn't mean you want it in real life or that you endorse right. it or that, you know, like, and that's exactly. like, get, like a lot of anti-behaviors. <laughs> I think you like endorse like this actually happening in real life. Um, it's like, you know, it's symbolic or it's a metaphor. Like did Kylo Ren really kill his dad? Or was it like about, you know, separating from his father and becoming his own person it's a metaphor you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) know, it's just like I don't know if that's true I'm not like a Star Wars analytical person but like yeah me neither (laughs) you know only with Raylo but uh yeah yeah so um I, I wanted to say something and I forgot what it was but um yeah like the stuff I write like um I wouldn't necessarily want it done to me or like like happened to me in real life like I have a fic that's like basically about grooming like which is terrible you know like but it's it's about exploring the um I don't know like I'm thinking about dark fic in general like it's like um 
it's like looking the darkness looking at darkness directly and like Mm -hmm. taking away its power and if you've if you've ever experienced something dark in your own life and then you're reading dark fiction it's not because you want it to happen to you again or someone else it's about like you're in control of the outcome now like you know that the story like if you're writing it you can win whereas Mm -hmm. in real life you couldn't you know so it's like it's so cathartic and like so nice to write it um but it doesn't mean I want it to happen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's one of the things that I find too with dark fic where I'm like, do I want this to happen to me? No, I've been in two really bad relationships. I've experienced enough trauma in my life, but I can real I can recognize just that like I'm not a kink shamer and I think that's kind of like what I like about fan fiction is that I'm not yeah. here to judge anybody as long as you're not hurting anyone and it's you're there's consent obviously <laughs> right. um but like I'm just like okay this sometimes as a reader I'm just like this is this that person's like interest and if so um I can see how it could be uh, misconstrued as like, like a bad thing, I guess is mm-hmm. the simple way of putting it. Like um, I'm reading a fic right now, or I read one a bit ago and I really should like cue these things up. Cause I swear it's like, I always talk <laughs> about what I read and who, what I'm reading. Um, and I never have. <laughs> who did it titles. i make up a title i'm like you know the fic with the thing you know? yeah <laughs> you never remember um, anything it's terrible i couldn't i literally just read it um anyway um it was a uh am i is it this one no <laughs> looking at your history tab yes <laughs> i'm i like to go through like a lot of my favorite authors and read their backlogs and i think i was today was reading um eight lala's stuff so i was Aww. like a lot of her stuff is in my history and i don't know if it was hers anyway it was a flip flip uh zimmerman rayla uh, ray one and she wanted him to like force her like to because you know it's flip (laughs) and he's a cop so i guess like she wanted him to sort of tap into that dark side and he had his reservations like i'll think about it or like what if i like it and they they had a conversation and i and i think that's what i like about it yeah where they're like he's like well like what if i like it and she's like i know that you're a good person and that you'll stop and then he's like okay so it's a scene and what's the safe word and Mm -hmm. blah blah and i'm like yes perfect this is this is like if i'm reading that sort of fic i do like to have those real world things but then on the flip side there's the the malrevs who i do like reading malrev stuff but you don't get those conversations and so when it's from that perspective i'm always like is this a trauma writing is this uh like you know is this something that you're into and like that's why i want to talk to whoever writes those because like i am so curious about it but i can understand how like the malrev writing some people are always they're they're not like too on board with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it does come across as like what kind of person do you have to be to like write that kind of stuff and i'm just like 
I'm over here eating it up because I'm like, what? <laughs> I want to know what headspace you got into. I want to know, like, I mean, if it's not too personal, you know, it's like from my perspective, it's fascinating. But All right. And if you want to look even outside of fan fiction and look at something like mainstream, like Game of Thrones, like some fucked up shit happens, like incest, pushing a kid out of a window. Spoiler. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, like <laughs> murder, eyeballs getting poked out, you know, like it's, you know, and there's no trigger warning. There's no like. Right consensual discussions it's brutal it's a brutal television show and mm-hmm. people talk about it at work you know like hey did you watch game of thrones last night when the right. incest murder show with all the rapes you know <laughs> it's just like it's right. so normalized and then i think about like a lot of mainstream media is so violent and how normalized like I grew up watching Law and Order SVU, like after Same. school. That's yeah. fucked up. You know how many dead yeah. women I looked at on screen and like yeah. covered in bruises, bruises and blood, and like they talked about the horrible things that happened to these women. Completely normalized. So I, I don't really look at fan fiction any different. And I like, because I had guilt. Like when I was writing dark stuff, I had guilt. I was like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. And then I <laughs> that I'm writing this, and I'm like, it's like. It's like um like I'm writing in a sexual I'm like writing fucked up sexual stuff and I'm like should I feel bad about this and like so it's like that like internal reflection of like feeling ashamed and then what's so great about the fan fiction community is saying like there's nothing wrong with you for exploring these themes like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you for getting turned on it doesn't mean you endorse it in real life like you're exploring like human sexuality is so complicated and like it's just so complicated so it's like it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean you're a bad person you know so I think it's worth discussing um in like a positive affirming way of like this is normal and it's okay and like it's a safe space right like fan fiction fan fiction's safer than mainstream media because we have tags right (laughs) yeah exactly yeah if you don't like it you can avoid it. You can, um, there's all kinds of hacks on um, archive of our own to like filter out tags. Like a lot of people don't like have very serious triggers and they don't want to ever even look at it. So you can, when you search, like you don't have to look at like pregnancy or, um, you know, or non-con or whatever might, might be like, just like gross you out or make you feel uncomfortable. So, um, which is great. You know, yeah. like I have, I wouldn't, I have triggers, I have squicks, you know, I have things that I like, don't really care for, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's like, I can avoid that content. And I think that's like where you have like the, uh, the moral purity police online who are like, it just happened in the dark Lena fandom, like the other day, I'm like, oh, hey guys, new here, you know, <laughs> like, isn't there that meme with like James Franco with the noose around his neck, like, hey, first time, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, we've been down this road, and I don't argue with those people, because I'm like, they really think they're doing an activism right now, they think that like, if they crusade against the bad fiction, they're going to protect real people, right? But all right. they end up doing is hurting real people who write supposedly bad fiction, so like, you know, I don't engage with those people. I block them or whatever, but um, it's nice to see, like, I think we probably all have an anti-voice in our brains telling us we're bad or that we're wrong for liking this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you see, see like someone actually like criticizing you or whatever, um, it hurts, but you don't have to take it in. Like there's enough other voices saying the opposite, like, then that's what I focus on. And I focus on the, um, the people that I get a return on my investment of my precious time, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so is, um, what's, what would you consider, like, if you consider anything to be taboo in terms of, from an outside perspective, what do you think is like a common misconception or like, or like a, like a, what am I trying to ask? Like what about fan fiction in terms of like taboo topics or from as being a writer, do you experience any, have you heard any, what would you say is the one that you hear the most of because as a reader i feel like it's more acceptable to read fan fiction than it is to write fan fiction which is like really weird but i don't ever <laughs> yeah i'm like okay that's dumb um i don't hear anything on my end about like being a reader but i feel like as a writer you probably get a lot of like well that's weird or like you know like are, are there any have any of those things sort of come up in, in your history of writing I'm very fortunate like I haven't really had like nasty comments on my fic I've had like bummer comments where I think people had good intentions but they were like straight up rude um you know or they'll say things like oh I'll rem I remember this is on my butler fic where there's a scene in it where it's like a non-con fantasy like it's they're like um it's a modern story but they have a fantasy of like being like um in, in medieval times and he's gonna like rape her on the wedding night but like it's consensual and non-consent in the, this fantasy scenario mm -hmm. um and he calls her a whore <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favorite words uh to put in my <laughs> fix i love it i actually started tagging it because i guess some people it's a squick for them and it, if it wasn't tagged for whatever reason so this person was like you had me until the whore thing it just you know it's so degrading and like he's so it's so disrespectful and I was like first of all no <laughs> second of all <laughs> and I don't remember how I responded and it's like it's fine like you don't like that word that's your opinion yeah. I apologize if I didn't like put it in the tags or like realize it was something that upset people or if it felt out of character um or you know so like things like that where it's like it, it's mild it's just like a difference of taste or, or opinion it's fine it's, okay I'm not going to argue with anybody but yeah I think um one of the big things that comes up a lot is like non-con and underage fix mm. um you know and like a lot of anti behavior is like um came out of like the interrogation scene in TFA where like it was like mind rape or something <laughs> which wow. I feel like Anakin and Obi-Wan did it many times we call them mind rapists no anyway i digress i'm not gonna argue but like yeah <laughs> i feel like that's and, so funny yeah and i i i agree with the argument that like she was his equal in that moment and she bested him in that moment and that was her power mm -hmm. so like i don't think he took her power away at all which to me is what rape is all about it's like taking someone's agency away from them i don't think that that's what happened in that scene so but anyway um i've written on con I always wonder like how to tag it. I've had people say like, I've had people say like I tagged something wrong, but I didn't agree with them. And I'm like, no, it's not really non-con. And then if I put like an archive warning, like I don't want people like looking for non-con to like read my fic and be disappointed that it's not really. <laughs> right. it's false advertising. Um, you know, ta tagging is tough. Like there's a lot of opinions. I'm not going to get into like controversy over tagging, but like I really do try to tag my fix well and make sure that I'm not like gonna upset anybody you know I really believe in, in letting people know like what's gonna happen in the fic like so they don't get caught off guard but mm -hmm. um yeah it's like non-con and underage get a lot of heat 
I think, because they're emotional topics. So understandable, you know. Right. Right. Which is which is interesting because that's one of the genres of fiction that I'm cur- a fan fiction that I'm currently diving into. Um I, I find that my brain and like my reading activity works in like chunks of like <laughs> themes. So like I've read a lot of ABO recently and I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. And like, I'll read some if a new one pops up, but now I'm into like older, older Ben, younger Ray. And depending on what that age gap is, I'm mm-hmm. like reading it. Like, <laughs> so like I, I've been, I read the like 16 and 30 something or like, uh, I love how now everyone's writing him to be like an old man. I'm like, thank you, give me like 65 year old bed. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's so good with with her being in like her 20s, which is still or 18, and that's still a pretty chunky age gap. Um, but I'm I'm reading that now, and I could I could definitely see, obviously, if someone is just not into it, um, then they're not into it. But mm-hmm. I feel like the ones that I've read have been handled pretty well just because you've you've got the warnings and the tags and then within the stories themselves it's not like at least the ones that i've read it's not like ben's <laughs> not having an internal struggle about it he's just like i shouldn't yeah. be attracted to this this kid i really shouldn't i'm i'm fucking gross but here i am i don't know I love what it when is he bites it. that's my yeah. favorite thing i mean i've written both versions <laughs> huh but yeah, it's 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 creates like a, a tension and like a will they or won't they and like he's fighting it and then is he gonna give in? That's like that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he always does, and he always does. And yeah. except for the one, the one uh, freaking again, I feel like I should have these queued up. I talk about this one all the time. That one soulmate AU fic that just breaks my heart every time I read it because <laughs> he's her teacher and she's mm-hmm. underage and he's like I can't I can't do this with you and like he like breaks her heart and like the scene where he leaves her he takes her out on the plane for her birthday and then just dips and leaves her there <laughs> with like with like a broken leg she, or so something something about her is broken he just like leaves her because he's like I can't I can't do it. You're a kid. But they get together after she graduates high school. And it's like the longest, most drawn out, slur- slow burn soulmates AU. And every time I read it, because I like to revisit it, I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> my heart. The angst. <laughs> so good. I feel like I've gotten more into angst, like the deeper I get into Raylo. It's like, I don't know why. Like, I used to only read like really happy stuff and like lighthearted stuff. And then I got in the dark fic for a little while. And then. <laughs> Now I'm into like the angst. <laughs> yeah, so I I also yeah I like the angst too, and I I think I I think I find I like it more from Ben's perspective. Oh, it's called Soul Searching, Optimistic Beth. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Optimistic Beth is, but she wrote a very sad. It's 36 chapters. It's a shonker, but wow. oh, it's so sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I find that I like to read a lot more of the angst too, but I like it when it's from Ben's perspective. Or like you were saying, like you relate more to Ray. I don't necessarily think I relate more to Ben slash Kylo, but I find that you guys as writers tend to write him a lot more like angstier. <laughs> and um 
it appeals to me and like my uh my like I can fix him. Let me take care of you. Like instinct. Oh, that's a <laughs> yeah, he can be yeah. whatever we want. We can make him yeah. the perfect man in every single way. And like he's not perfect, which is what I think is part of his appeal. But then that's the opportunity where you come in and you can right. fix him. It's so nice. Um <laughs> or Ray can fix him with her love. But um I love writing from Ben's point of view. Um, I've done it a couple times and it's different right like it feels it still feels like a self-insert like all my Mm -hmm. stories are self-insert I don't I know that there's like a stigma with that but like I'm working something out or there's something I need to like express so um usually when I'm writing so with Ray it's abandonment issues and fear of intimacy with Ben it's like feelings of inadequacy okay and like feeling worthless and unworthy and um I'm a piece of shit and like why would she love me kind of feeling mm-hmm. um because of what he's done like he's done something bad obviously because he's Kylo Ren or you know um in yeah. canon but um yeah exploring that side of him is is usually the angle that I go in or you know and like he has issues with his parents like um maybe not living up to their expectations or they gave up on him at some point because he disappointed them. And um, that's like, to me, the saddest part of his story is that um, he never got to like, <laughs> like re- really like he reconnects with Han, like in his dreams. Right. Like it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a fantasy, but uh, yeah, just to have that reconciliation and um, yeah. Parents mess you up, man. You know, they like <laughs> are good people, right? Like they mess you up, but yeah. Uh, so he's he's a great character too. Like I really love exploring both of them. Um, you are the first person so far that I'm talking to that write writes or has written um, Braylo, and that is one. <laughs> I am so fascinated by that, and I've I had this conversation with my best friend like before I even thought about this podcast and like when I started reading Braylo I was like did you know that there are people that write Ben and Kylo as like twins and like two separate people and like it just works I need to know like I like like you know obviously because Ben Solo is obviously redeemed Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren is Kylo Ren and it does work but it's just so fascinating that it's not something that I thought about until I read Vic and I was like this is amazing and i can't remember which pick it was but they brought in freaking matt matt from snl as a character the trash like, triplets, yeah yeah yes and i was like what <laughs> it's so, so good cool. so <laughs> i have questions about that when when did like when did you discover braylo and like how did that affect when you wrote omega because that's the only one you have them in right as I have Omega and I have um, Freedom on the Breezes of the Sky, which is the airplane fic. I don't know if you've read that one. That Did goal of that fic was to get them to have sex on a plane and it I... turned into like three chapters. <laughs> I might have read that one. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. And then is that all I've written? <laughs> I wrote, I co-wrote a Braylo, a father-son Braylo with um, Jen of the Midwest, aka Blue-Eyed Girl on AO3. Um who I also read. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a stuck fic that became a father son Braylo, uh, which is so fun to write. <laughs> and is that all I've written? I have to like look at my own fix. <laughs> but yeah, so in terms you, of how yeah, I, yeah, I came about it. 
the the most influential Brelo fic for me was Double Down by Amy B. Good. Um, it's about Ray is a park ranger and she gets stuck in a snowstorm. Like Poe is her ranger. He's like, don't go in the mountains. The snowstorm's coming. She's like, I'll be good. I just got to check this one cabin. I thought I saw some activity up there. She goes up there and she opens the door and they're like naked <laughs> something and then like hilarity ensues and then they get snowed in um but it's filthy and I was like this is great you know (laughs) and then I immediately wrote um freedom on the breezes of the sky I was like I have to write a a Braille fic this is like this is the good shit and it's very fun um similar to um ABO it comes with its quirks (laughs) right um a lot of Braille people will tell you like you have to figure out where all the hands are at any given time and like the body parts <laughs> and just yeah like, it's a lot of like mental um just thinking about movement and 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 things like that and where where they all are positioned and things like that um it's also twice the work because you're writing three characters <laughs> instead of two um yeah yeah so it's um but it's really fun i i love it and i liked separating out their personalities Mm -hmm. and also like how they relate to each other um oh sleep tight that's the other one i wrote that's braylo i knew it that was a surprise braylo it started out as a best friend's dad fic um it was supposed to be one shot (laughs) and i think by chapter three um kylo so um ben is rose's adopted dad and Ray is like in love with him and she catches him like jerking off at a sleepover and then like runs away and they like have a confrontation in the bathroom but anyway so they fall in love and then um his his 'er ne'er-do-well fuck-up brother Kylo comes home (laughs) I think I read that one too okay yeah (laughs) okay but yeah it wasn't meant to be a freedom okay yeah yeah um yeah it's 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 it just makes sense and i hated that i didn't even think about it until i read fiction like fanfic and i was like of course and 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 i feel like it adds like it adds a whole different layer to Raylo in general Mm -hmm. especially i guess my favorite ones are when she's like with Ben, but she also realizes that she also loves Kylo, and then that whole thing of like Ben struggling, like, "Am I not good enough for you? Why do you have to have have Kylo too?" But then, mm. like, they come to that like mutual agreement. Um, I'm not necessarily uh, into, and that's just a personal taste. Like when Ben and Kylo like fuck each other, that's not my jam. But I get it. I totally understand if that is your jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't I, right. The first two I wrote, <laughs> I didn't make them interact. And then for Omega, it just made sense for the story. Yes. And I was like, you know what? Let me I agree. Try it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I wasn't like, I wasn't ever going to like force it. And I was like, it's not that I care, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm not like um, against them being together, but like, I didn't feel the need to write it. And then, and then I just did. And then I was like, oh, I really like it. And what I was able to explore with them um, was really cool. And it fit into mm-hmm. the ABO world really well. So, yeah, I will say Fun that life. that story in particular, I was like, okay, yeah. But I'm finding that I don't really care for like the story of like we've been doing it since we were teenagers. We haven't really been interested in anyone else but each other. And I'm like, I understand, but I'm also like, I kind of like the conflict of like 
the brother rivalry obviously yeah kylo's ben because ben is like the good one and the one that the parents loved and ben's jealous of kylo because kylo's like the free one he got to do whatever he wanted at the standards and then like yeah 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 and then like you know ben has his insecurities and ray's like no i love you too but i you have to recognize that i also love him (laughs) and it just i don't know it's it's such a good like uh i love brayla like i I had been wanting to like talk to someone who wrote it. So I'm just like, tell me more. How did you discover <laughs> this? Like, where did this come from? For I guess I'm pretty sure it's it, it stemmed from somewhere. But my my general assumption is with the last movie potentially because we got to see mm. Ben. But I I don't know if it started before the last one. And gosh, who knows who starts these trends? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it like emerges out of the ether, and sometimes multiple people come up with the same thing at the same time, and then it's just mm. like. I will literally sometimes have a thought and tweet it and like I'll see the same thought tweeted like later on and it's not that they copied me it's that they just came to the same conclusion on their own separately like it's just the hive mind because these that's what's great about Star Wars and these characters is that there are as old as like their stories and their personalities and their triumphs and their conflicts they're as old as time they're human they're very relatable so the fact that we're able to connect to them and the fact that Adam is such a fantastic fucking actor that we can turn Kylo Ren and Ben Solo into two completely different people that complement each other and that Mm -hmm. are really two halves of the same whole and that um and, you know, I feel like sometimes, like, mainstream Star Wars media does portray him as two different people. So, as fan fiction authors, it's our way of, like, taking it back, maybe. Right, <laughs> so, right. Like, you know, like, we can explore both sides of him in, like, a cool way. Um, I also like when there's, like, a mistaken identity trope with Braylo. Yes. <laughs> That's really spicy and fun. I just um, read, again... I really got to keep these on deck so I can compliment these people. But because I, I read so much in a day, but I read the one where they were going to the Halloween party as uh, was it? she was going as Leia. I'm under the assumption. And yeah, she was like, I can tell you two apart the scar. And he's like, well, what if there's makeup? He's like, look, Kylo's dick hangs a little to the right. <laughs> I actually wrote that in my story notes. Like, which one, which direction does his, I did a, yeah, I did a blindfold thing where she had to try to tell them apart. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And I'd like write notes like this one curves the left, this one curves the right. And that was like a discussion I had with a friend. Like, what do you think? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And so she's, yeah, and then the, the, they, you know, she she already knew who was who, but she played along with the game of, like, not knowing who was who, all, all because she wanted to also have sex with Kylo. And I'm like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> so we love funny. that for her. And yeah. it's, a, it's such an empowering thing for Ray, And, like, in just the fantasy of, like, two people completely devoted to you and mm-hmm. your needs and getting, like, double the fun, you know? <laughs> just like, yeah double the fun double the love it's like it's such a fun would i want to be in that scenario in real life i don't know yeah yeah i don't know for me yeah (laughs) it's fun to think about (laughs) yeah it's definitely a like not a hard no if the opportunity came up and i was interested in who it was (laughs) yeah yes that's that's definitely a maybe um that's that's so funny um all right so we're gonna (laughs) 
trying to wrap it up <laughs> um, with the kudos here. So just ending notes. Um, is there potentially anything you wanted to talk about that maybe we sort of touched on or anything you want to kind of add to the conversation? Uh, I don't think so. I hope I haven't said anything too controversial or like that I won't upset anybody. Because <laughs> you never I know. Mean, <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, that's... The point of the podcast, honestly, is just to have open conversations, and then and I'm under the assumption that not everyone's going to agree with every person that I have on that we talk about. Um, as long as people are respectful, so like, just obviously be respectful, guys. But um, I don't think you said anything wrong. But I'm not everybody, so <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I love. I'm so thank you for inviting me. It's it's an honor and it's it's so fun to talk about. Like fan fiction is a huge part of my life and my basically made it my whole personality at this point. <laughs> like <laughs> I really love Raylo. I love Mr. Adam Driver and you know the characters that he's given us and you know the fact that like he can just look in a direction or be wearing a certain outfit and we can turn that into a fan fiction is just wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I think the most important thing is the community. I don't think I would have done it this long without the community aspect. Um, but it's so rewarding. And, like, if I'm ever stuck, I'm not, like, I write to write because I like to write. But I also write to commune with other people, other writers and readers and creators. And I love, I love, love, love that part of it. Um, so just happy to be here. And thank you for this opportunity yeah thank you for coming on um so one thing i try to ask at the end or i'm going to anyway is i mean you you kind of already touched on it but like what's like one good thing about the fan fiction world that you like slash enjoy i know you kind of said some things but if there's anything else you want to add to that i like how funny everyone is um like just clever smart hilarious people and I get to just interact with them all the time and they write cool stuff that I get to read and they write they read stuff that I write and like I wish it could be a job but then I feel like even like turning into a job might ruin it like but I wish this was my job because it's so rewarding and fulfilling in a way that nothing else is so um that's my favorite thing about it I think I love that yeah I've I've had nothing but positive interactions so far as a small shop owner who's just like out here trying to celebrate you guys (laughs) like everyone's been so nice and that's that's if that's any um indication of like what it's like from an outside perspective I I fully agree it's everyone's funny and we're all just horny and we're all just like (laughs) it's fun we're all just (laughs) like (laughs) i got that tweet that i posted the other day about the older guy that came into my job who was yeah i was like i just need my horny friends or my horny friends i just like tweeted it you guys understand i can't wait to tell Rayla twitter about this thing that happened you know yeah and like everyone's rooting for you and like cheering you on it's so fun it's it's Um, yeah it's so nice yeah it's it's lovely um and let's let's do an author shout out is there any author that you're reading currently or maybe someone that you kind of want to get other people to kind of look into oh gosh 
I tend not to do this because I always feel bad that I'd left someone out. So like I rarely make like recommendations. <laughs> That's um, fair. <laughs> yeah, I've mentioned quite a few people. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that like doesn't get a lot of attention that might deserve it. Um, there's um, Sparrow Shift is writing um, this awesome text fic called Bear Donkadonk, um, which if you haven't started it, it's so mm-hmm. clever and so cute. Um, there's also a fic I'm reading. It's I'm gonna do text fics because I haven't read like an AO3 fic in a while. Um, okay. Let me look at my bookmarks real quick because I'm gonna forget <clears throat> who wrote. And for listeners, this is probably gonna be really late. It's coming up. This is gonna come out sometime in April, but we'll be sure to do at least Twitter mentions, like the ads in the show notes, so that you guys can go back and read them. Because maybe Thanks. by the time you get there, they'll be finished. Oh, for <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, the one other one I'm reading right now is at bb underscore kate underscore on Twitter. It's called Loser Suck. It's a fake dating where um, Ben and Ray are friends, but they're not like in love with each other but they're very competitive so their friends are like these two need to fuck so they like set up a challenge where they have to like pretend to date for a month but they're not allowed to have sex and whoever gives in first loses and the other person gets three hundred dollars so they're like (laughs) with each other and like sending sexy pictures and like it's really it's really sexy and really hilarious very clever um just everything you want in a text like i i love smut but i also love comedy i would say Mm. like that's like the other thing I look for in fix is like just like lighthearted and hilarious, you know. <laughs> it's just so good. So there's that's my ringing endorsement of the day. Okay, well I'll have to link that down below. And um, where uh, where can people find you online? Okay, on Twitter, um, my handle is infant, <laughs> which because there's only so many characters. Yeah. <laughs> So I-N-F-I-N-T Galaxies is my handle on Twitter. Um, and that's really the only social media I'm on for fandom because I'm pretty much anonymous. I've, I tried a Facebook mm-hmm. and it stressed me out, so I deleted it. Oh, um, yeah, I don't have Facebook either. <laughs> it's such a stressful app. Um, I considered like a tick. I have a TikTok too. I think I'm in Infinite Galaxies 69 on TikTok. I have like three <laughs> TikToks. I'm not, I'm not the most... Uh, skilled <laughs> at the youth apps <laughs> yeah no me neither <laughs> yeah infinite galaxy 69 on on tiktok real mature uh. <laughs> and um feel free to plug your podcast which is also good yeah so um <laughs> me and lala host uh, a podcast called barely hanging on an adam driver stand podcast you can find us on twitter at b-h-o-p-o-d um we have one one season is up on all of the podcast apps um you know apple spotify itunes whatever i don't know i don't know where podcasts go but it's on all of them and then uh (laughs) real great uh commercial for my podcast um (laughs) we are we just recorded episode one of season two finally after a a three-month hiatus so coming (laughs) soon um we we give you current events we talk about um which ones which adam characters we'd fuck marry and kill um we'll do like a twitter thread like adam driver characters as ice cream flavors um and we'll head those are like- so funny <laughs> <laughs> i i freaking love those every time i'm like yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> it's so much fun and we just like make each other laugh and it's ridiculous i just can't believe like people listen to us it's it's great it's like we just you know I just get to talk to my my bestie and about Adam Driver for an hour and um so yeah 
it's super fun. So if you're into Adam Driver, um, check us out. And there's Adam and Andy podcast. And then there's another podcast that just came out, The Nerds Awaken, um, which is more of like a pop culture podcast, but but also an Adam Driver stan affiliated <laughs> podcast. Amazing. Um, yeah. We are growing in Legion. Uh, <laughs> this the Adam, Adam Stan podcast. It. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, well, I'm I'm online at Stitchcraft, S T I T C H C R V F T. That's my Twitter. I'm not going to tell you my 18 plus one. You just have to find it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can find me at Stitchcraft.com, and that's my shop. I post. I, I sell a lot of nerd shit guys and I'm sort of getting into the fan fiction stuff too. Like I was saying earlier. So if there are fix that you like, and I've read them, there's a chance that something will pop up there at some point. <laughs> um, I think that's it for me. I also just want to say, and going back to your um, like Twitter poll thing, I'm upset. That's no one. No one lets the Del Taco character win anything. <laughs> i know you know he's just like we always kill him too he's yeah. just the worst but i'm like he's he's gross and he's greasy but i'm like i would let him do anything yes. he wanted yep exactly with those yellow sunglasses and those weird that weird mullet thing that, he's got going on. the weird mullet the turtleneck yeah. gets me it's it's great i think i sh- i think i do the happy to be here gif like anytime i need to use it i just pull it up uh oh yeah and i quote I feel like and the I close quote- up of his face like we call it the anal <laughs> face where it's just his eyes yeah. and like his nose and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and i also quote bk joe like in my everyday work like at work it's just it's so good adam driver host snl again please um, oh my god thank you. please for the love of, I've, I've been begging i'm lauren i've been harassing lauren, i've been internet cyberbullying lauren michaels for months now <laughs> just get him on just get him on the fact that he wasn't hosting the first one of the year is when we had it <laughs> two years in a row i was like oh, no but it's fine the fact it's fine. that like there was no very gucci thanksgiving missed opportunity i swear to god like can somebody yeah. like did they not like money and attention i just don't understand <laughs> <laughs> it's so many opportunities i know yeah. i know oh gosh all right guys <laughs> Well, thank you for listening, and um, I will be back soon with my next guest. It's a surprise to me. It'll be a surprise to you. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining me also, Nikki. Thank you. (laughs) This is so fun. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, of course. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.